Welcome to Our Stories. I'm your host, Josh Awin. I'll be discussing with my guests stories about what makes them Jewish. We'll dive into their bonds to Judaism and what they hope to pass on to the next generation. Regardless of denomination, gender, or geography, I hope to highlight the commonality between us all through these episodes. Thank you for joining me for these stories, Our Stories. Hello. Hello. Hello, your name? Robin. Hi, Robin. How are you? Great. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Where are you from? Minneapolis. Wonderful city. Is indeed. Maybe not this time of year. <laughs> a little chilly. So uh, basically, like we talked earlier, the I just want to kind of collect some of your memories. I want to see and understand where you are connect- You started connecting with Judaism, how it kind of carried through your life into other places, and then how are you trying to transition it on to the next generation of kids or of families or community so the first question i have is is there what is your very very first kind of moment that solidified your your jewish identity as just even as far back as as a child or as a kid or is there one moment that you're finding that kind of snaps right into your mind as the first moment that you really identify with being jewish so I think there are many, but one moment that sticks out particularly every Passover, um, and I think I think about this every Passover um, as I've grown up, was um, that whole experience of switching your kitchen over to kosher for Passover dishes and food and doing the whole thing. And so, I remember specifically we had this long, tall cabinet in our kitchen. Where is and this, at? this is at my mom's house okay. growing up. And um it was like the the fun Passover snack cabinet. What was the first snack that you can see in there? So this is what I go back to every time, and I don't think they make them anymore, but they had this like variety pack of tiny chocolate squares with the most random flavors and as a kid you get this huge package of mini chocolate squares and um they tasted different and they looked different and I remember looking forward to pulling that out of that particular cabinet every single Passover and that was like the thing that I looked forward to every year was it a big Passover celebrations were a lot of people involved with it like yeah i mean we we always had a seder but we always went to our cousin's house and that this is another moment too when i when i think about doing um the seder at our house now i always have this memory of growing up and and being invited to our cousin's house and as a kid um you know being surrounded by all these adults I think that the table was like it felt like 50 people deep and you like couldn't see who was on the end and it went down the hallway and there was you know several people working in the kitchen just bringing out endless varieties of everything and then we would go around the table and everybody would read a paragraph of the old like traditional Haggadah and then one of the cousins videoed it too every year, like each person reading every paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> and like as a kid, 
the idea of like surviving through this is really lofty. So like the first like half an hour, you're like pumped and then it's just like, okay, buckle up. <laughs> just got to get through this. Like falling asleep and hoping to go home. But it was like, that's like Jewish initiation right there. Yeah. Nice. So then you go from these Passover memories and you go from the, the cabinet and, and the big family dinner. So is there a, what's the next, if we jump ahead to adolescence, if we jump ahead to high school or, or those types of, of memories, is there something maybe before you go off on your own to college or before you're the, the last bit of kind of being at home or being with your family that you can remember as being one, one more peg in your, in, in the Jewish post? Um, I think one thing that solidifies being Jewish for me is, is, um, growing up with a friend who wasn't Jewish and um, sharing our holidays with her and vice versa. And so she she would always come to our house in high school for all of our holidays and cook with us and decorate with us. And I would do the same for her. And it's very self-reflective to have that experience of sharing that with somebody that doesn't know that much about it um and so that was actually a really valuable friendship for me growing up and somebody I'm still very close with today so um you just never know who your neighbor's going to be and she ended up becoming one of my best friends and somebody I've learned a lot from over the years so then now you're out on your own you're out there in the wild you're whether it's throughout college whether it's you know getting married and, and, and starting a family is there a memory uh, or some point that you recognize kind of as a, as a, an adult, you're, you're an adult in the community that you, once again, it, it, you come to this moment where, you know, I am part of the community. I am uh, an adult. I am making decisions. Is there, is there a memory that you have or, you know, a thought that like solidifies your adult Jewish identity? Well, I think I have, I have like one in between the high school and adult. Mm -hmm. And, um, this was actually really special for me when I was in college. Um, I lived with three other roommates, um, and I was the only Jewish person in the house and it was, um, getting close to Hanukkah time. And I was kind of just, you know, letting everyone know, like, you know, Hanukkah and, you know, this is something, you know people celebrate and I was you know talking to them about it and um a couple days later I came home from class and they they were an artist crafty bunch and they had they had gone to Home Depot and actually like created a menorah for me out of like a two by four and like uh different um like bolts and nuts that would like hold candles and um, they were drilling and hot gluing and painting. And I think this thing ended up being like three feet. <laughs> it was like our table centerpiece for like the next year. Um, and we actually used it and did Hanukkah together. And I didn't have a menorah of my own in college at the time. Um, and so that kind of became our, um, household menorah slash centerpiece. Um, and it was something that was really meaningful to me that they created that and, um, 
that we did that together. Did it make um, you think like of your own personal Judaism? That, that did it reflect anything on yourself? Do you feel, or was it just more that your friends knew that you identified with being Jewish, and then they kind of helped you to practice mm-hmm. by going out and, and and making this menorah for you? I guess in college, like I just didn't, I wasn't that attached to Judaism in terms of. Um, celebrating in that way um I felt Jewish but I didn't feel like I had to outwardly practice it at that time and so it did give me sort of this renewed sense of like the importance of doing those ritualistic kinds of things during the holidays and um so it and it was fun to do it with a small community of people that I lived with fun so so the last question is is there anything that you're doing or you feel that you are trying to pass on to your kids and to, and to the future generation? Is there something that you're trying to, is there a moment that you realize you're a Jewish mom or is there, is there ideas that you're trying to, to send on to your kids or, or, or anything to deal with the next generation and your involvement in the next generation? Or not to pass on the Jewish guilt. <laughs> I just feel so deeply embedded. Um, no, I, you know, I think it's just um, making sure that those Jewish values are sort of immersed in daily living um, about being a good person and doing good for others and good for the world and um, just making sure to have that present in as much as humanly possible. And for me, Shabbat is just one of those things where like it's a check-in every week and it's a sit down together every week. It's a time to pause, a time to break. And sometimes the kids are so hungry when we sit down that we, we have decided some weeks we just do the blessings backwards and we start with Hamotzi because they, they literally like are falling apart at the table because they're just hungry and tired. And so we have backwards Shabbat and we are totally okay with that because we're making it work and um and that's just how it is sometimes. So I think you just I think just doing what feels right and sort of catering to the moment and knowing and that that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a fun way to to tackle what can be a difficult situation. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a unique way to, to bring Judaism into the family. So Thank you very much for sharing and uh, have a wonderful night. Thanks for doing this.